Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the place. I like to talk about a lot of different things that go on in my stay at home dad life. Things with my kids and my family, things with men's mental and physical health. I also talk about a lot of parenting struggles I have, as well as tips that I have and other tips that I come across. Plus, I throw in a few random topics that I find interesting and I really hope you find interesting as well. But anyways, thank you for tuning in with me today. Today is the Dad Classic episode. Yes, I am out on vacation currently, so I'm recording this little intro before I actually leave so I can just take a break and be with my family and be with my kids and not worry about being on my computer so much. I probably will pop in and out and uh, do some stuff on here, but a lot less than what I typically do. So yes, we're going to wind all the way back to probably two years ago, almost exactly two years ago, where I just started doing this show solo. I just started kind of doing it on my own since Andrew, my former co-host, had to step away. And I talk about traveling with kids. Traveling with kids, taking vacations with kids, kind of, you know, that whole thing. And what we can do to make that experience better and just be happier on that type of thing. Because yes, that can get very stressful. Now I'm going to warn you, this is an old episode and I haven't listened to it in quite a while, but it's probably going to be pretty bad. Like I said, this was the initial when I started doing this totally by myself and I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like I do convey myself and talk a little bit easier sitting here. So be prepared for some awkward audio and awkward uh, discussion by yours truly. So anyways, I'll throw up a couple Dad Classic episodes this week and next week, and then hopefully I will be back at home by then and uh, putting up some new content for you. So stay tuned for that. All right. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. So I just recently got back from vacation. I took a family vacation. We traveled as a family, right, in a car for nine hours. Yes, we drove up to Minneapolis. Long little uh, road trip. So, but anyways, um... I know a lot of you travel with your kids, you go on vacation, you visit family or whatever you do. So I figured I'd talk about uh, that today, traveling with kids, my experience, maybe give a tip or two. I don't know. I'm not a professional. Um, I don't know. So first tip, right? Right out of the box. Uh, Give your kids an iPad. Done. All right. That's the show. That's, That's it, right? No. All right, no, 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 I'm just kidding. All right, you know, we've traveled with our kids a lot, actually. We went to Jersey. That was a 13-hour drive. That was uh, an experience. Nobody told me about Philly traffic or something called the Jersey Turnpike. That was uh, quite an experience. So that was supposed to be a 10-hour drive that turned into a 13-hour drive solely because of traffic. So that was not a good time. The trip was good. Don't get me wrong. The trip was amazing, but the driving was kind of awful. And then uh, even last year, we took a big trip. We went to North Dakota from Indiana. And actually on the way home from that, we did a 16-hour drive straight through 
with two kids and a dog. So wasn't quite as awful as it sounds, but it was an experience. Uh, the kids did quite well. The dog did well. I don't know. So traveling is just, it's hard. It's stressful to begin with. Uh, you know, you add one or two little needy human beings in there and the scenario really kind of changes. So actually, quick story. Uh, when we moved to Indiana, my wife was already here for her job. We moved out here from Vegas. So when we moved, she was here, said that already, and I had the kids in Nevada. Well, I had to do a solo flight with the, at the time, this is a few years ago, my kids were one and a half and four and a half, and I was so damn scared. I was freaking out. I was like, what am I going to do with these two little kids on this long, nonstop flight? I was really afraid I was going to be that person, quote unquote, that person, you know, with uh, the screaming lap child. Kennedy was on my lap and Olivia was in a seat, you know, and they're going to be throwing Cheez-Its around and going doo-doo in her pants or whatever and stinking up the whole plane. So I was, I was panicked. I was, I was a little freaked out. So but anyways, for that trip, I really tried to plan ahead. I had my mother-in-law that was in Nevada with me too, and she helped me plan out as well. But really plan, I really planned, I really over-planned probably, but I at least knew with my baby that I had to fill a three and a half hour flight time with stuff and things and all of that. And I can't bank on her sleeping. For some reason, my kids never sleep on planes hardly. They never sleep in the car. Very rarely. I don't understand. So if you have a tip to get my kids to fall asleep in the car, let me know uh, because they don't do it for me. Anyway, so I guess tip here, number one, I guess, if I'm labeling them, is just plan ahead. I know that sounds really stupid, but um, how many times have you been packing for a trip, getting ready, packing your bags the night before, whatever, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I forgot to get the kids snacks, and I forgot to get a water bottle for the kids, or I forgot to load the iPad with some shows or a movie that they would like to watch or whatever. So plan ahead, you know. I planned ahead with... Uh, kid-friendly snacks, you know, I filled their water bottles up, I had crayons and color books and trinkets and toys and all this stuff that I knew would at least occupy them for five to ten minutes at a time, right? So don't forget to make lists, right? You remember from my last show I did, I love making lists. They kind of organize you, they gives you something tangible to look at, so... When you're prepping for your trip, just make sure write everything down. Toys, drinks, snacks, color books, blah, 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 blah. Just make your list, write it down, cross it off. It'll make your life a bunch easier. I promise. So I did that as well as I did bring my nemesis, the iPad. I know I kind of crap on it a lot, but loaded it up with some movies and some shows, some Baby Shark for Kennedy, because that's all she seemed to watch at the time. So, And plus, you can't go right to the good stuff, right? You need a lot of things. So you can't just go right to the good stuff. You can't just give them the iPad right away. Then all the other stuff means trash to them, right? So, I mean, just like in a movie, you're not going to watch the climax of the movie right at the beginning. You're going to want to watch it a little later, you know? You get what I'm saying? So I did 
bring the iPad, don't worry. So anyways, we got on the plane, started, uh, you know, the boarding process, went in and sat down, put Olivia in the window seat, then I had the center seat with Kennedy on my lap, and then I had an open seat next to me, and I knew someone was gonna sit there, and someone did. So this lady walks on, sits down, looks over at me, rolls her eyes, and then uh, she says, well, as long as I can sleep, I think everything should be fine. And I think in my own mind, are you serious, lady? You're sitting down next to two kids. You're on a plane. I don't want to judge. You want to sleep on a plane. Some people can sleep on planes. But why do you need to? I don't I know. You're setting a precedent in my mind as, as I don't want to hear those kids or deal with those kids, which is fine. You paid for your seat. You know, you didn't pay to sit next to a child. So I understand. But I don't know. A little bit, you know, bothered me a little bit. But anyways, you know, get through the flight. Everything is fine. Uh, Kennedy didn't stink up the plane. Kids were actually really good. You know, they watched their shows and played with their toys and looked out the window and did all that stuff. And post-flight, this lady actually was very pleasant to me. And she she told me that uh, my kids did a great job and that, that, Dad, you did a great job too. And I was like, cool, I, you know, thank you. But uh, now that kind of after the fact, I thought, doesn't that kind of bring in another topic on how society views mothers and fathers, right? You know, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but what do you think if I was a female lugging two little kids by myself on this plane? I think I would have been getting more looks, more judgment, more annoyance from fellow passengers than me being a single male. They would have been looking at a female in that position, just being like, oh my gosh, look at this lady. Eye roll, eye roll, eye roll. Yes, I got a little eye roll, but then they commended me on the back end, you know, and I think they really look at me or they look at guys with their kids like that as the quote unquote struggling father, you know, that, oh, that dad doesn't know what he's doing. He's out, you know, he's out of his element. He's not used to being responsible for his kids in this manner, which you know, I guess that's kind of true because I wasn't. I had just quit my job and I was just starting this journey of being a stay-at-home parent. So, you know, maybe I maybe I wasn't, you know, really ready for this type of responsibility. So, I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Uh, send me a message. At Vegas Ramer is my Instagram. Just send me a message. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'm out of line. So, anyways, the solo flight went well. Kids survived. Happy. Everything like that. And I know that's kind of a tough spot, you know, flying with kids is a, is a whole nother ball of wax. I think in a way you have to do anything to keep your kids entertained and to keep them quiet and to respect other people on the plane or in the airport. But there's another side too where you still have to parent, you still have to be a parent. You don't want to be one of those parents, please don't be one of those parents that is a... Uh, Let's their kids just go ape shit on the plane or in the airport. And then they just, they just sit back and say, well, kids will be kids, you know, whatever. I mean, who's the boss, right? We're not talking about Tony Danza here. So who's the boss? You're the boss. You're the parent. So, you know, there's a there's a fine line there like, a, like to say. Anyways, back to road tripping. That's what we were talking about. Road tripping is a little different, you know. Uh, road trip, you can be more of a dictator, I guess. But... I don't know. Do your kids ever try to talk over one another? If you have more than two kids, 
and they're older and they talk and they try to talk over and over and over just to get louder and louder. And then all of a sudden your head feels like it wants to pop off your shoulders. But anyways, compound that inside a car. I dealt with that this last weekend. It was, uh, it's kind of loud, but anyways, same as flying, you know, prepare yourself. I think you can actually prepare a lot more. Now, before recording this, I did some research, I guess, and I tried at least to read some articles about family road trips and doing things. Some of them talked about playing road games and doing these interactive things with uh, your family and playing slug bug and playing I spy and this and that. But come on now, let's let's be real. I don't think we're going to be playing those for very long. Maybe get a few minutes out of it. But at a certain point, you know, one person has to drive the car and that takes a lot of energy at times and a lot of concentration. And at another point, the other passenger, the other parent is going to, they're eventually going to want to read a book or check their Facebook or just have some quiet time to yourself and not be constantly engaging and constantly dealing with um, crazy stuff. And I don't know about you guys, but looking around kind of makes me sick in the car, especially when I'm driving. I actually know more when my wife is driving. For some reason, I can't look around all over. I get car sick. But anyways, don't get me wrong. I love my kids. I like playing games with my kids, but it's just not going to last forever, especially being, you know, you're on a long road trip. You're not going to play, you're not going to play card games, car games for nine hours. So my girls are a little bit older. So that does help with them occupying themselves, occupying each other, whether that be with toys or games or fighting or bickering, you know, they're old enough now to where the extended car rides do seem to get quite a bit easier. So they're almost geez, they're almost seven and four now. They're, they're getting big and old. So, so yeah, the traveling is getting much easier for me. So I feel for you. If you have a small child and you're traveling with them, I, I feel your pain because I've been there. So, and here's another tip that, uh, well, more of a parenting tip maybe than a travel tip. Well, you can use it everywhere in your life. It's okay to let your kids be bored, right? They don't need to be constantly engaged or entertained 100% of the time. They don't need they don't need that. You don't need to don't don't set that bar to where they need that constant engagement, you know. I mean, think back to when you were a kid. Think back to when I was a kid driving in the car with family. What did you do? You played around with your sibling if you had one. You did Mad Libs. I remember Mad Libs. Those were fun. Um, pestered each other. Get a talking to from the front seat by the parents. You were bored. You looked out the window. You have this rolling scenery out the window. So that's what we did. Um, sitting in the back seat, just watch that scenery go by. I really encourage my own kids, my own daughters, to do the same thing. It's been said before, I think, on this show is to just let your kids be bored and bored minds become creative minds, right? So even at home, check this out. Next time you're at home with your kids and there's no tech on, no TVs or anything, just just observe them for a little bit and watch their play. Watch them playing with each other. Watch them pretend and play games and 
use their imagination and become very creative. It's actually, it's really fun. It's pretty amazing to watch. Um, I've seen my own kids do it quite a few times when there's nothing on, including the TV. So also, you know, I mean, I like to shit talk the iPad a lot. I get it. It's not that I'm anti-tech or don't like technology. I mean, I'm on my phone quite often, more than I probably should be. I'm on my computer right now. So it's not that I don't like tech. It's just I know technology and iPads and phones are going to be in my kids' lives forever. And they're only six. You know, we we got tech when we were in our teens or even 20s. So um, they have technology around them and they're six and five and four years old. So if I can limit that a little bit, not take it away because I, it, it has its places and it has its uses, but if I can limit it a little bit or persuade them to do other things, then I guess I will. Anyways, I guess in some respects, I just have to tell myself to let certain things go, right? Maybe even with the iPad, I don't know, to let it go, right, Justin? Let it go. Things aren't that serious, right? I mean, things could be a lot worse out there in the world. So try to have fun in the car. When your daughter says she has to go pee, you know, 15 minutes after you just stopped at a gas station, try not to get all pissy and angry. Try to just roll with it and uh, not let it bother you because getting all upset and angry is not going to help anything doesn't seem to change anything. She still has to go pee, right? So, and maybe stop at some of those roadside attractions when you're in the car. And I know that's hard to do when you just want to get to where you're going, but swing in there. Check them out. We drove by, actually, on this trip, we drove by the John Deere Museum in the middle of Iowa. And, well, we didn't stop, but we talked about stopping. That's a start, right? But I think you should stop at those. Go see different things like that. I, I really think... Your kids, your uh, kids will remember these things. I think that they will appreciate them when they get older. It'll kind of be a fond memory for them to look back on when they're adults, right? All right. So I think, I don't know. I think I'm about at my self-imposed time limit. To recap, I guess you know, prepare, over-prepare. That's great. Let your kids be bored. That's good. And uh, just, uh, just have fun kind of uh, don't be so serious when it doesn't need to be so serious, right? So I know I'm not a a parenting expert. I'm just kind of a regular schmo that likes to talk, I guess. So some real life stories and tips, I guess. Um, And we're all learning as we go, right? So anyways, thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. And maybe I'll try to get some guests on here, some more opinions and some more banter going um, once I figure out the tech side of things. And that's it. If you have any questions or comments or if you want to rant it back at me or yell at me, uh, please leave a message somewhere, social media or somewhere. I'll put it in the description of this podcast. And that's it. So thanks for listening to Stay at Home Dads, right? Stay positive, everybody.